It is amazing what what we've heard from across the world, uh, the, the, the understanding that once again, America is a guarantor of freedom. Uh, their vicious assaults against the Ukrainian people, assault against Western uh, democracy. Uh, Putin understands the stakes uh, that 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 if Ukraine moves more to the West, moves more to Europe, that's a massive defeat for his authoritarian vision. Of, of, of how Russia should be run and how Europe should be run. It's a battle of ideas. And, you know, unfortunately, you have House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy saying actually that if Republicans win in the next three weeks, then, well, they may not fund. Um, they may not fund Ukraine in next month's midterms. If they win, mm -hmm. McCarthy says uh, they're probably going to oppose more aid to Ukraine. In the interview, right. McCarthy suggested that Americans want Congress to focus on issues closer to home, saying this, quote, I think people are going to be sitting in a recession. They're not going to be able to write a blank check to Ukraine. They just aren't wow. going God. to do it as if, as if, like, there's a choice here, as if. I mean, as, as if we as Americans are going to turn Russia over, uh, turn Europe over to Russia, turn Ukraine over to Russia. And now that turn, will come back to us turn, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. This is Kevin, Kevin McCarthy lining up, not with Ronald Reagan, not with, not with Margaret Thatcher, lining up. With Donald Trump, a man who wanted to destroy a NATO, a man who who had absolute contempt for anybody that followed in Ronald Reagan's vision of pushing back against Russian authoritarianism. It's really it's it's not stunning because we're seeing it in, in, in focus groups that used to be supportive of sort of the Thatcher Reagan view of the world. An honest view, by the way. Uh, yeah. An honest view. An honest view. He's not being uh, honest. Well, by the way, and your dad lined up with this. Fighting against uh, then communist totalitarianism, Russian expansionism. And, and now you have Kevin McCarthy, who's in the Surrender Caucus. Just He's in the Surrender Caucus along with a think tank. I'm not going to even mention their name. So it's so it's so disgusting who they're uh, 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 being allies with. And come on, Wall Street Journal editorial page. Don't don't just vomit out <laughs> reports that this that this think tank that now aligns itself with Italian fascists and aligns itself with Tulsi Gabbard and aligns itself with American firsters. Lindbergh's of the world. Don't just don't attack America's military and say America's military is weak because these Lindberghian American firsters who embrace Tulsi Gabbard's vision of the world. Who celebrate the rise of Italian uh, okay. uh, politicians. OK, um, it's Wednesday, 19 October, the year of our Lord, 2022. I just want to make sure you see the unsophisticated nature of that rant. Joe Scarborough, who never served, uh, never been anything but a uh, Alabama law school um, uh, country lawyer, right? That's kind of written by Morning Mika. Why doesn't Mika get the role of actually, if you're going to write it, Mika, because it's right from, if you're going to write it, just stand up and, and do it. If you want to take over the show, if it wants to be Morning Mika, Right. We have the exclusive mug right here. We're putting it up on our it's our first merch launch, not War Room, but Morning Mika.
if you're going to write it, don't just sit there and spit out treasonous, despicable. It's the Chinese Communist Party is the problem. If you understand anything about geo strategy or geopolitics and know the Heritage Foundation's report is trying to warn America of what has happened. And quite frankly, we can't afford a trillion dollar defense budget anymore. We can't do it. And to equate this with Lindbergh, no, this is the world of reality. Donald Trump did not try to destroy NATO. He tried to save it by saying, hey, guess what? You got to pay up to the 2%. You actually have to have a military. Joe Scarborough knows zero about the military, never served, doesn't know anything about NATO, has no earthy idea what he's talking about. So the talking points that Mika writes down for him. This is complete. And McCarthy's right. Not one penny more for the Ukraine. The guy comes out the other day, Zelensky, the conservative Inc. fanboy, the fanboys love him, comes out and wants another $38 billion to pay the pensions of the Ukrainian teachers and nurses. Hey, you got a pension? Any pension you had is like down two-thirds because of the Biden regime. No, the answer is no more money. It's a European problem. It's a border dispute. And Russian-speaking Ukraine, it's the Europeans. If Davos wants to step up and Brussels wants to step up and France wants to step up and the UK wants to step up, step up, baby. Do it. We bailed you out in the First World War. We bailed you out in the Second World War. We bailed you out in the Cold War. Three times the charm. Boom. You got to bail yourselves out now. We've got a crisis on the southern border. We got a crisis with the cartels. We got a crisis in the South China Sea and Taiwan. And guess what? Nobody in Europe's coming to save you. Yeah, they send the British, God bless them. They got a patrol boat over there. We have to stand in the South China Sea and around Taiwan or Silicon Valley West is going to fall to Xi. And we know this because Xi told us over the weekend. There's so much to go through here, but look, they're in total free fall. So now they're blaming Kim and McCarthy. When Kim and McCarthy comes out and just kind of gives a logical speech and says, hey, there's no blank open checkbook here. We told you we we're going to get this place. We've opposed the Ukrainian situation from the very first moment. We told everybody we're going to get here. We just shovel in, in billions of dollars to a bunch of corrupt oligarchs who are skimming off the top. Financial Times of London reported, hey, half the arms going there are being funneled back to gangs in Western Europe, and the oligarchs in Ukraine are making money. They're treating you as suckers. Let's bring in Monica Crowley. Monica, you probably get a better handle on this, particularly when they're using, uh, they're, they're, they're going back into the, oh, it's Reagan and Thatcher. If Reagan and Thatcher were today, they would sit there and go, hey, the Ukraine's European issues got to be there. United States may be part of it if you've got a plan. But we gotta, we gotta take down the Chinese Communist Party and we have to focus on South China Sea and Taiwan. Monica Crowley, your overall of how the morning Joe, cause that's the consensus. That's the DC consensus. They're spitting out venom. Are they not, ma'am? Yes, 100%. And thank you for having me back, Steve. Um, look, the reason why the regime, including pundits like Mika and Joe, uh, keep pushing the Ukraine war and, and, and escalatory U.S. intervention in that war and support for that war is because Ukraine is a giant slush fund for the ruling class. This is this is a giant money laundering operation, including for the president and those around him. 
I mean, the Biden family has been using Ukraine as a giant slush fund for years. So why stop now? This is why they continue to push it. Do you really think that they're interested at all in any kind of geopolitical advantage that the Russians might have or the Ukrainian people? That is complete nonsense. They're all cashing in on this war, and that's why they want it to go in a perpetual way. And one more thing, Steve, if you think about Dwight Eisenhower's farewell speech, when he warns about the military industrial complex, it's for exactly this reason, because it turns into these never ending wars that end up being um, economically advantageous to those who are prosecuting it and those who support it. So Eisenhower, who was a general, who almost single-handedly, along with Winston Churchill, won World War II and saved Western civilization. He warned against this for this very reason. It's politically advantageous for these Democrats, for the Biden regime, to keep this war going because it's a giant deflection, but it's also a cash cow for them. And that's why you've got the likes of Mika and Joe continuing to push this war on the American people. Thankfully, the Republicans coming in starting January 3rd are saying, boop, that's it. Checkbook is closed. By the way, to Monica's point, uh, President Eisenhower, then General Eisenhower's book about World War II of having the herd, the cats, was called Crusade in Europe. And he goes through how he actually, he, he and Marshall were the organizers of that. And then remember, he had a decision in his administration to back the British in Suez, which is kind of the, the Ukraine of the day. He says, we're not going to do that. We're not going right. to do that. We're not going to have a military adventure down there. It was what France, Israel, and, and the UK were, were, were going to go to war, a, a war that would drag everybody into it. He said, thanks, but no thanks. I want to go. Can we get real clear politics up? Monica, you're also one of the best analysts out there in the political scene, uh, real clear policy today, pretty stunning. If you just put the homepage up, if Denver could do it, I think there are 10 stories in a row about about the, uh, yeah, there are 10 stories in a row. People should go to real clear politics. 10 stories in a row about the polling turning against the Democrats. They got the wrong issues. Uh, they're starting to point fingers. They're not inviting Biden out everywhere. Obama's setting the stage for, hey, don't blame me. It was these woke crazies. Give us your overall assessment. We're, we're less. We're one day less than three weeks from this historic midterm. Where does Monica Crowley think we sit, given where real clear politics is telling us? Yeah, well, things are looking pretty good. And before I get to that analysis, Steve, just one other president weighed in on foreign entanglements. And that was George Washington. In his farewell address, he warned the United States against foreign entanglements for a lot of these reasons involving corruption and slush funds and, and allowing the United States to, to uh, get sucked into things that would drain the national treasury, like the Ukraine war. Um, getting to domestic well, politics. Hang, hang, hang on, Monica. Monica, why are you there? I think the whole all the revolutionary generation, they're one thing. And this is why it was such a big deal to go after the Barbary pirates. Uh, in that kind of expeditionary force, the, the revolutionary generation, even to the fact of our ally France, I'm getting sucked in there. They said, don't go overseas looking for monsters to slay, right? Once you get into that game, you're going to be doing that nonstop. It's the reason the defense budget is a trillion dollars. It's because the, right. the, 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 what, what we've done is too much, Monica Crowley. That's right. And there's not to say that there aren't enemies that the United States as the world's greatest superpower should not be confronting, like today, the CCP or the Soviet Union during the Cold War. But you got to do it in a responsible way. And these kinds of um, more minor conflicts like Ukraine is basically an intra-Slav 
conflict that the United States has no uh, reason for being involved in. Those are the things that Eisenhower and Washington and the revolutionary generation warned against. Um, turning again to domestic politics, um, look, I think the way things are trending right now, November 8th is going to be a very positive day for Republicans. That doesn't mean we can take our foot off the gas and rest on our laurels. We need everybody out there working around the clock, volunteering their time, their money, and their expertise to making sure that these races are clean in their communities. And everybody obviously needs to get out and vote. But it does look, Steve, based on the polling, reliable polling uh, that we are seeing, it looks like the driving issues for most Americans are the economy and primarily raging inflation and sky high gas prices, which are again are ticking up. I was just in California two weeks ago speaking at the uh, Richard Nixon Presidential Library. And, uh, you know, one of the last remaining uh, Republicans to come out of California, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan. And I was seated at a dinner next to the last real Republican governor, Pete Wilson. That state is completely gone. Gas there, seven bucks a gallon. Um, so when you talk about trend lines in the country, it's gas prices, inflation, where the average American is really struggling to feed their families and put gas in their car. But Democrats, by all means, focus on January 6th, right, and abortion. By all means, focus on those issues that don't even rate in the top 10 for most of the American people. So those are the issues that are driving voters to the polls, along with a wide open border, out of control immigration, skyrocketing crime, which now, Steve, is no longer just limited to our urban centers, but now is spread to pretty much every community across America. People have had enough and they want their country back and they're sick of having this as America last all the time, as indicated by MSNBC this morning, where they're more focused on the Ukraine border than they are about the American border and the Ukraine economy versus the American economy. Most Americans have had enough. And when you take a look at some of these internals, you see why the Democrats are panicked. It's not just about losing power right now in this election. It's also about the fact that their core constituencies are hemorrhaging away from them. Latinos, Black Americans, women, younger voters. That's why the regime is so desperately trying to force this new marijuana policy and the student loan relief and all of these other things. They're so desperately trying to buy off voters uh, heading into yeah. this election. But this is actually a longer term problem for the Democrats and they know it. Monica, how do people get to your podcast? Because it's on fire. How do they get to all your writings? Uh, thank you so much, Steve. So the podcast is called the Monica Crowley Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Just type in Monica Crowley Podcast. It'll come up. I do it three days a week. It's free. So just hit subscribe and you'll automatically get it. Monica Crowley, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Thank Back you, in the war room in a moment. Thank you, ma'am. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. 
You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. You're also looking at voters under 30 uh, and their interest or participation or dedication to or even understanding that the midterms exist. Well, well, yes. And we have our Harvard poll coming out next week, uh, a week from mm-hmm. Thursday. We'll, we'll talk about that. But what we're really looking at, Mika, is is in terms of turnout, it will the turnout look more like 2018, which we saw historic turnout in the mid 30s? Or will it look like the turnout from the 1980s through 2014, where less than mm-hmm. one in five young people voted, right? That very well could be the deciding point in terms of which way the Senate, as well as the House, goes. So let me ask you this really quickly, John. Uh, it, it, it's interesting. Usually people get more intense as the election gets closer. Uh, you look at some items that uh, Joe Biden uh, and Democrats pushed through, uh, what you, you talk about the loan forgiveness that supposedly was going to help Biden with the young voters, the marijuana. Uh, they're, they're, bu- they're buying uh, off. Uh, this is the marijuana, the marijuana and the uh, and the student loan fiasco, all of it. They're out there trying to buy off interest groups. It's not working. Let's bring in uh, Calamity Jane Zirkel. Uh, normally you see her on location with these great interviews, but she's done some analysis. So, Jane, I'm going to turn it over to you. You started last night on the evening show, but walk us through these charts, why you say you don't think it's the cavalry that's going to arrive to say the Democrats, if it does arrive, ain't going to be the youth vote. Take it away, ma'am. Well, the left is completely missing the mark with young voters. Generation Z is on track to become the most entrepreneurial generation in history, with 62% of them saying that they intend to or have already started their own businesses. Now, if we could pull up the chart from the Siena College National Survey, we can see that the top issue amongst 18 to 29-year-olds and 30 to 44-year-olds in all age groups, for that matter, is the economy and inflation. Not climate change, not racial division, the economy, plain and simple. And in addition to this, we have a Yahoo survey from late September, which shows us that 52% of voters aged 18 to 29 disapprove of the job that Joe Biden has done handling the economy, 49% with ages 30 to 44. So staggering disapproval rates, which is a theme we've seen throughout 2022, particularly with young people. Diving into more data from the Siena College National Survey, we can see Joe Biden's approval rating with young voters is absolutely terrible. You have 54% of ages 18 to 29 disapproving of Joe Biden and 58% of ages 30 to 44-year-olds disapproving of Joe Biden. And finally, the biggest 
you know, most remarkable piece of data from this survey I want to point out is the 61% of 18 to 29-year-olds that feel the country is going in the wrong direction. The Democrats are completely missing the mark with young people, and the young people understand how they are disenfranchising them and their future. Okay, so here's the bottom line is that you're and let me tell you what, Jane, hang on right there. I want to bring in Brett. Brett, you um, you teach at one of the most prominent, uh, I wouldn't even say conser- conservative schools, but rising schools in the nation, Liberty University, and, and you're the dean of the business department. Do you agree with Jane Zirkel's assessment that when you look at this younger generation, it's incredibly entrepreneurial? It's thinking about uh, the economy. It knows how the economy is going to impact them, and they just simply can't be bought off with changes in marijuana laws or uh, or try to buy them off with um, with taking a trillion dollars of student debt uh, and try to pay it, make the working class pay for it, sir? Yeah, I think so. I think they're uh, more independent minded that we just had a CEO summit at Liberty 600 CEO showed up and our students uh, were just all over the place asking them questions, engaging. Uh, how did you do it? What can we do? How do you prepare uh, they're taking initiative and they care. The The economy is is their life. And I, I think they're highly intelligent. They have a gut feel that we're way off course and their only hope is to get skilled up. And so uh, that's that's the lifeblood at Liberty University. I hope that's the case all over the country. And uh, Jane, you know, she travels all over the country. So I'm sure she's got her finger on the pulse. Jane, let me let me ask you the. This uh, you're not going to own anything and you're going to be happy. The great reset mantra from uh, from um, Davos that kind of is the Biden regime's, you know, build back better program is, um, uh, you know, I keep saying this younger generation under 35 years old is uh, like Russian serfs. You're not going to own anything. You're not going to have any ability to have capital formation. We just saw today that mortgages have dropped to a 25 year low because people can't afford the down payment or can't afford the. The, the mortgage rates are sky high and, and they can't afford them anymore. Do you get the same sense that the, your generation understand that they're being basically turned into Russian serfs uh, by this regime? And quite frankly, the globalist apparatus coming out of Brussels, the city of London, Wall Street and Davos, ma'am. Well, it's abundantly clear that the globalist elites want us to be a nation of renters. Homeownership has become essentially unattainable for the younger generation due to inflation and, you know, rising interest rate. And it's very scary because these are elements of the American dream. And young people recognize this. They're seeing the gas prices go up. They're seeing the prices in the grocery stores go up. And they're saying, hey, this isn't sustainable. We can't live like this. And that's why Joe Biden's approval rating is dwindling amongst young people. Jane, how do people uh, follow you on your social media? Where do they go? You can find me on Getter, Twitter, and Instagram at Jane Zirkel. You were able to find me on YouTube, but earlier this morning, I got a notification that my channel was suspended with nearly 5,000 subscribers. Hold it. Jane Zirkel, you've worked very hard as a young person. People should know Jane's very scrappy, a lot of grit. We like grit here in the war room. You built up a YouTube channel of 5,000 subscribers and YouTube took your channel down. Why did they do that, ma'am? Nearly 5,000 subscribers. They took it down earlier this morning without warning. They said that I violate 
community guidelines and didn't give me much information. What had you just posted? So I posted yesterday my clip of War Room and I post um, several clips of myself on War Room yeah. and in I've yeah. done, and they definitely don't like that. For all the shareholders, all the big shareholders of Google, um, retribution's coming. You think you can deplatform everybody? You think you can deplatform a young person like Jane Zirkle who's making her way in the world because she came on War Room and what she did is talked about the mathematics associated with the polling, and she put up charts. And you're going to take it down. The day of retribution's coming, okay? For all the big tech oligarchs. Mike Davis and Steve Cortez are right. They're out of control. They have to be turned into public utilities. They have to be broken. We have to break them on the rack of regulation, right? And I realize libertarians are going to go crazy, but hey, this is what you get. This is to suppress, and this is the rising generation. Even if you merely go against the regime's narrative by showing you the math and say, hey, I think you're lying. I think you're taking data and spinning it. I'm going to show you what real data is. When a young person does that, you know what they do? Uh, we'll take her. We'll take her YouTube down. She's built up through her uh, through going out in the hot sun of these Trump rallies and going all over to CPAC and all over for us. Built up five thousand person audience. Right it was a fabulous start. Now we'll just take it down, and we won't even we won't even have the we don't even respect her enough to even tell her why and tell her what the problem was. The day of retribution is coming. Everybody talking about the 320 or 302, forget that. Twitter, Google, and don't give me Elon Musk owning Twitter. He's owned, totally owned by the CCP. He's already kowtowed to the CCP. Um, Twitter, Google, Facebook, all of them have to be broken on the rack. Okay, broken on the rack. So shareholders just understand that. Think about that when they're being broken. Think of Jane Zirkle. Jane, thank you very much. Appreciate it, ma'am. Thank you. Let's go to Melody Jennings. Melody, tell me, watching the box, tell me what's going on uh, around the country. I know we need more volunteers, so I want you to do the call for action. Look, we're going to win, but we, if you don't close, it's like a deal. M&A, if you buy a company and don't close or in a hostile take, boom, if you get something in a competitive situation, and this is very competitive, if you win the deal and don't close, it doesn't mean anything. There's no second prizes here, right? We know that from 2020. We won, but we didn't close. That's why Trump's in Mar-a-Lago and the regime heads at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We will never allow that to happen again. We are not just winning. We're going to close the deal. Melody, tell me how we're going to do that, ma'am. We are closing the deal in Arizona. We are starting to close the deal in Michigan and Pennsylvania and other places around the country. Uh, if you guys are following me on True Social, you are seeing that we are posting up pictures of these mules. People are getting the word. They are showing up. Our people are showing up and gathering around boxes and uh, shutting the step down. What these mules don't understand is just because, you know, I, I put a fuzzy still shot up on true social that doesn't look like anything. We're geotracking them. We've got uh, cameras on the back sides of them. You know, uh, people are freaking out because they say this picture doesn't prove anything. That's okay. We have the sauce. We're just showing you that we're out there and people are coming and joining us and it's great camaraderie. Uh, going on in Michigan, we're about to go viral all over the state. I've got people all lined up getting ready to march out there around your boxes. So be on notice. Um, Tudor Dixon, Matt Perno are here to help. If you need me, shout me out. We've got your back. Tell us what, what, what are you saying? The mules have to understand you're, you're being watched. Okay. You're being watched nonstop. 
24 hours a day. And we don't care if the left doesn't like it. Hey, tough. We're not allowing this thing to be stolen by ballot harvesting. Um, how do you, uh, Melody, real, I want you to stay through the break, but to give us, where do people go on the site? How do people volunteer to become a part of your program? Go to cleanelectionsusa.org, cleanelectionsusa.org. It's real easy. Click through there. You'll get some emails back and forth. Make sure you follow all the way through. Check your spam. Make sure you got it. Come on into the group and we'll get you connected. Melody, just hang on one second. I just want to hold Melody Jennings from Clean Elections USA. They're watching The Box. We've got Matthew Tierman. we got Dave Bratt. We're going to talk about some economics, and then we're going to talk about this massive election in Brazil. Lee Zeldin's closing in New York, and Bolsonaro, I think, may be up in Brazil. Matthew Tierman's going to break it all down for us next in the war room. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome. Go to uh, MyPillow.com, promo code War Room, 2988, the sheet set. But we got all the sales up there. Just go. Remember, Mike Lindell, you can't get him in Walmart, can't get him in a big box, can't get him at retail, can't get him at Bed Bath & Beyond. Can't see him on the shopping channel. You know why? Because he had the audacity to stand up and make sure that we have uh, clean and fair elections, right? So that's what it took. Just like to take James Zirkel down. Their cancel culture is all about to end because after the victory on November 8th and closing that victory, the hammer is going to drop. Corporate America has got to be taken by the throat and shaken, right? Big league, and they are. You see what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida? That's nothing about what's to come to them. You see Matt Schlapp's actually got this thing out. We shouldn't even have meetings with these people. CPAC, uh, the American Service Union, said shouldn't congressmen should commit right now not to even take meetings until they totally drop all their wokeness, totally drop all this ESG, all the, uh, all the, uh, the uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, drop it all. We're going to gut it all from the government. You're not going to get any funding. We're playing hardball here. We're going to play Smash Mouth, right? Time for games is over. Over. It's going to be over. We're going to do it by the rule of law. We're going to do it fairly. We're going to do it, but it's going to be relentless. Google. So to take Jane Gerkel, take take somebody that can't defend themselves, Zirkel, a, a kid in her, what, early 20s. Go ahead. 
She tries to build something, tries to do something by, and she puts up charts and the chart shows a set of mathematics that totally counters what you say. We're about to show in a second, we're going to get Bratton Tierman on here where they had Steve Ratner, who's, you know, big investment banker, wants to be secretary of treasury. He's running for treasury, price yelling. He's got his charts because they know now that Worm does charts. They can't just come in with hot air. He's got charts. Charts are all wrong. They're all misleading. They're trying to spin a narrative as they always do. And we're about to blow them up. But Zirkel, no, we just take her down. Well, those days is over, okay? The debanking, the deplatforming, the shutting down. No, corporate America, you are on notice. This is not your daddy's Republican Party. This is a populist nationalist. And we despise you because you're globalists. We detest you. We detest everything you stand for because you do not stand for the people in this country. You do not stand for this country. Tax breaks for big companies, gone. Tax breaks for the wealthy, gone. Uh, let's bring in Melody. How many thousands, I guess you have thousands of people with your group, correct? I can't even keep track, Steve. There's so many thousands and there's people, thousands jumping on each day. It's gone so crazy. It's impossible to track anymore. They're all over the country. And, and your theory of the case, your theory of the case, what I appreciate says, hey, we just can't do this by camera. You can't just do this remote. You got to be in, you got to be near the box. You got to have eyes on, correct? Is that you don't, because you don't, if they're not going to take the camera, if they're going to be like bar, well, it's just cameras fuzzy. You want, eye, you essentially want eyewitnesses, correct? We have to have eyewitnesses. We can fill out affidavits and, and personal eyewitness holds up in a court of law. These cameras are not going to be adjudicated. So get in front of the box. We, we need you. We've got everybody coming out. Don't be afraid. I'm, I'm don't want to hear that message anymore, guys. We There are more of us than there are of them. So There's more of go. us than there are of them. Suck on that, Bill Barr. Uh, Melody, one more time. How do people get to this amazing operation you've got, ma'am? CleanElectionsUSA.org. Come on over. <laughs> We're being flooded, but flood some more. We need you all. Come on in. If you're in a, particularly if you're in a battleground state or battleground district, please, you got to get to the ramparts. Melody, uh, what's your social media, Melody, in case people want to follow you? I am at Trumper Mel, T-R-U-M-P-E-R-M-E, both on, mostly on True Social. I'm there a little bit on Getter, but True Social is where I'm at, where we're talking about it all day long. Come join. It's a fun conversation. Thank you, Melody. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Let's get uh, Joe Allen now, our head of, the editor for Transhuman, has got an amazing piece up in the Federalist. Federalist is on, Federalist is lit, Okay. Let's play. We got a cold open for Joe. He Joe's taking transhumanism to the hustings. Let's watch it. Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman. Thank you, Janice. His wife is calling for an apology from NBC after one of their reporters raised fresh questions about his health. Giselle Fetterman telling the Independent, quote, if this happened in a school, if this was a child that was ableist towards another child or a teacher, there would have been issues stated. I would love to see an apology towards the disability community from her and from her network for the damage they have caused. By the way, this is off a softball interview that the NBC reporter gave. And, of course, the wife of the cyborg, the wife came out, the, the reporter, I think it was Rolling Stone, said she's the candidate. What's going on? in the Joe Allen, you're about to hit the campaign trail in a big way and to follow the cyborg. Am I – what is ableism? What's this ableist? And, are we, and we're not making fun of, of Fetterman. He can't function. It's man-machine merger. He can't function without the computer. Joe Allen. 
You know, Steve, I think uh, ableism might be most succinctly defined as the expectation that people should be able to do their job. Uh, that seems to be the new definition anyway. I, I, I do understand. I have, you know, a friend who's in a wheelchair and I have another friend who is very reliant on technology to get around. I, I get that. Uh, but I think in this case, especially where you have a, a senatorial candidate, someone who is expected to be quick on their feet, uh, project power abroad, and to be able to debate toe-to-toe with rivals, it's ridiculous to claim that a man in his condition is fit for the job. And, you know, we're hitting hard on this cyborg element. And it really represents two things. One, ableism is a shield for a guy who is not fit for the seat. Uh, and is being invoked because he needs a, a computer. He needs software, cognitive assistance software in order to communicate. And they're saying that this should be normal. This should be normal going forward. Uh, the second element is that these sorts of technological augmentations, while in this case is to make up for a disability, these sorts of technological augmentations are being rapidly normalized. You know, we've covered a lot like David Chalmers, who claims that because the smartphone and computer systems are an extension of our minds, maybe it should be illegal to take a smartphone away from a person, in particular a child. Uh, We've also covered people like Richard Dawkins and Peter Singer, who have argued that artificial intelligence systems should one day have natural civil rights. So this is really representative of a much broader culture of techno-fetishism. And John Fetterman is our first cyborg candidate. Now, I, and by the way, we have nothing. Uh, it, 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 let's leave his health and how he took care of his health. But it, just assume for purposes of discussion, the stroke's not his fault. We're not saying the stroke is, is, is his fault. But we're saying the reality is, and this is just not closed caption. It's not simply closed caption. Without that machine, without the computer, he really can't function. You've seen this. We could play hundreds of clips about that. They're going to let him use the machine. They're going to let him use the computer for the debate, which if I was Oz, I would have never agreed to that. But Fetterman would have never, never debated him. But here you have man-machine merger. That's why he's a cyborg. It's definitely a cyborg. Any, is any doubt in your mind as head of transhumanism for us, having done all this study and work, written about this all the time, that this is really the man-machine merger? Absolutely. You know, I think people make the argument, and it's correct, ultimately, that a lot of people need their smartphones to remember anything in the day. A lot of people need cochlear implants or other sorts of technological augmentations to get by. What this represents is a huge leap in another direction. You- Did I just lost him? Okay, Normal. fine. Let's, let's try to reboot. Let's try to reboot, Joe. Um, can I play the, can I play the Dave Brat clip? I have Dave Brat, Dave Brat's up. Let's go ahead and play. We're going to get Joe back up to, uh, this, this situation in Pennsylvania is bad. Let's go ahead and play the, uh, let's go ahead and play the, the clip from yesterday and bring Dave Brat in. British, how, how did the British solve a problem like Liz Truss? Well, they could solve the problem by Liz Truss by getting somebody besides Liz Truss to, <laughs> to take that job. And, and indeed, there's a lot of speculation going on in the UK that that might happen. But uh, in the meantime, uh, they are stuck with her. And as as you know, they walk back 
They've walked back now much of the economic program that they first unveiled just a few weeks ago, changed the chancellor of the exchequer and so on. But fundamentally, the British economy is a weak economy and they have some real structural and performance issues that they have to deal with. And this chart you can see is really giving you the the sort of the punchline, so to speak, which is that real wages after you adjust for inflation in the UK have not gone up since before the great financial crisis. They went down, they kind of came back up a bit. And now with inflation in the UK as well, they're right back where they started. And you can see on the red line are real wages, which are nothing uh, to brag about compared if you went back further in history. But at least we got up to about a 15 percent real wage income, uh, real wage increase before that red line turned down, which is really inflation, not so much wages. And so why is this happening? It's happening really fundamentally because Britain has had, suffered from low investment. You can see on the left the pace of their investment versus the pace of our investment. And it suffered as a result of that from low productivity. Productivity, which is how much each worker produces, is kind of the holy grail of economic performance because without productivity growth, you really can't have wage growth. And so you can see, again, their productivity growth, which was decent until around the financial crisis, really kind of flatlined. Always, again, nothing absolutely fantastic in our history, but moving up. And the consequence of all that, as you can see on this last chart here, is their growth rate has been really slow. And again, you can see if you go back before the financial crisis, the U.S., Germany, the U.K. were kind uh, of trapped. They're trying to bring charts in. You've been the guy, what, a year ago to told us, hey, productivity, Gordon's analysis of productivity is the key, is the holy grail. Why is this misleading both on the wages? Because he doesn't mention the Trump thing. And then about productivity, sir. Yeah, well, he kind of opens with, you know, UK's got a weak structural economy. Well, so does the U.S. And uh, those graphs, you know, he talked about, you know, 15 percent increase in wage rates. That's over 20 years. So, yeah, 15% divided by 20, and you're less than 1% in wages. Uh, and at the end of all those charts, it looks like they're all going up uh, steady. Right right now, we're in a recession. I didn't see any recession on those charts with 0% uh, GDP growth or negative uh, GDP growth. And then investment, right? Uh, why, why this really matters is, is going forward, we're going to see the real economy, not all this financialization, Wall Street talk all day, every day. Uh, and there's going to be a resorting there, too, of how many people can be in that sector. We need more people making stuff and supply chains coming back from China uh, manufacturing here. Uh, but beside that one, the term investment, right? The left has hijacked that. Uh, the administrative state uh, now calculates all these you know, investment. What is investment? If you're doing green stuff that's not productive, uh, but it's rent seeking behavior where all the money goes through D.C., are, are we seriously going to call that investment? So we have major work to do. And then he, he did say rightly uh, that productivity is the holy grail. But his his productivity graph was going straight up. And so I, I got a few charts. If people just want to see uh, a, a few of my I t- charts. I, t- I, t- I tell you, we're, we're, we're going to hang and we're, we're going to do that after the break. Just hang with us. Okay. Um, also, the key thing about the wages, the, the wages, the graph was it's really Trump's. In, in Trump, we had the real wage growth. Right, because zero, basically zero inflation, and I think he had 11% wage growth among uh, high school graduates versus college, blue collar workers versus white collar. So the golden age they talk about is the golden age of Trump in 18 and particularly yeah. 19 before the CCP virus hit us. Dean Brett, hang on for one second. Short commercial break. Also Jim Bognet running in up in uh, in Pennsylvania in really a bellwether uh, district, a bellwether state in a bellwether election. All next in the war room. 
years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Hey, Turning Point USA, you want to find out more about uh, what Jane Zirkel was talking about, go to Turning Point USA uh, slash War Room. You can see the big America Fest they're going to have in uh, mid-December. I think it starts on the 16th. Everybody in Metro Phoenix or the Arizona area or Southern California, New Mexico, all of it, Utah, Nevada, should try to make it down there. It's going to be incredible. Tucker Carlson, myself, others, Jack, the one and only Jack Posobiec will be there. Be incredible. Also, if you want to see about this, what they're doing to buy off the youth vote, this $1 trillion, which they're essentially transferring to working-class Americans. Make sure you get the college scam. Charlie wrote this book with all the details about the cartel that is college. If you got a kid that's thinking about it, they should read it. If you're thinking about your children going and you're going to underwrite it, you should read it. And if you're just upset that a trillion dollars is being dumped on your head because it's being dumped on your head, they're trying to buy these votes at the last second, you should read it. Uh, before I get back to Brad, Brad's got charts. Uh, Ron McDaniel is going to be up and about the RNC going on offense about the, all the voter mad, all the voter, the cheating madness. Um, I want to go to Chris Hort. He's got a special offer and I want to make sure the war room posse gets first dibs on it. Chris, tell me the phones are, there's only a thousand phones are finally in stock. What's the deal you're cutting for the war room posse? Uh, so, Steve, it's a free phone, which is a $1,500 value. We were selling $1,500 just a few months ago. Uh, now they're free with activation, 13-month activation, just 99 bucks a month. And for that, they get 150 minutes that roll over, plus a free USA number. Uh, so you can just dial a regular USA number to call the SAF phone, and uh, the rollover minutes is free. So, Chris, it's an inc- Chris, let's say I don't believe in the apocalypse. Why do I need a satellite phone? Why is that just another burden for me and another bill? What? What? what why? You got you got a thousand of these phones. 
I can get them for signing up in the monthly of the 150 minutes and you roll those over. But why do I even need it? Why do, why do people, you know, we live in a, in a complicated, sophisticated uh, telecommunication and information world. Why do I need to add another burden to me by getting a satellite phone? Well, I mean, I think the number one reason, Steve, is because your cell phone is a government tracking device. Uh, they can track you to within a couple of feet of wherever you are, anywhere in the country. They can listen to you and they can watch you. Uh, and to me, that's a Fourth Amendment violation. The Constitution should still mean something. Um, but with a satellite phone, you cannot be tracked uh, to anything other than 50 square mile radius, which is useless. Um, they, they can't watch you because there's no cameras on these things. There's no apps. So they're not listening. So like, it's privacy. And people say, well, why would I need privacy if I'm not doing anything wrong? That's not the point. Nobody has a right to listen to your private conversations and to track you for their own use. Tell me what the people down in southern Florida with Eon, tell me how the sat phones work there. Well, what they did is they saved lives, Steve, because, as you know, the power went out as Ian came in uh, and is still out in most of South Florida. And the community the cell towers went down. So people were able to call for assistance. And these phones save lives. And, and we've had so many calls from grateful customers because of that. These phones have enabled businesses to keep going and stay in business, you know, despite having no power, despite having no phone. Walk me through. You got some generators in your Sarasota uh, field office store. Tell me about the deal again, and then where do people go to get all these other uh, offers that you got to help people out in Florida? Yeah, so they go to sat123.com forward slash Bannon, or they can call us at 941-841-0844. And yeah, we have the solar generators in stock. We can deliver same day throughout Florida if need be, or you can pick them up at our place down on uh, North Tamiami Trail. Um, but I will tell you, Steve, after being on yesterday, and I'm really grateful to, for you to have me back on this morning, uh, we've got less than 200 of those uh, cell phones left. So don't <laughs> I want everybody in this audience, you got first dibs on them. That means you got to take advantage of first dibs. The offer again, you get a free phone, you got to sign up, and you get 150 minutes in the sign up. How much is it per month for the sign up? Just 99 bucks a month, Steve. That's it. Okay. And then if you don't use 150 minutes, it rolls over, correct? Rolls over, and you get a free USA number for your yeah. cell phone as well. Okay, brother, one more time. Where do people go? Uh, Sat123.com forward slash Bannon, or call us at 941-841-0844. Of the 1,800 went last night, I want the Warren Posse to get first dibs on this, so take advantage. Chris Hoare, thank you, and thank for all the work you're doing. In particular, I want to thank you for all the help you're giving folks down in uh, – uh, Florida, War Room Posse, and all the citizens of Florida, no matter what their political beliefs are. So thanks, sir. A pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Chris, where the guys doing good? Those guys do great work. Brad, uh, hit me with your chart. Walk through. We got a couple minutes on this side. I'm going to hold you through the, uh, yep. to the other side. Uh, walk me through your charts. Your counter to yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Ratner. Steve Ratner's running for Secretary of Treasury right now. I'm putting Brad on the short list for Secretary of Treasury or head of the uh, National Economic Council under President Trump when we when Trump wins for the third time. So, Brad, give me some charts. Do your audition. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that pressure. Very good. The uh, If you want to get America <laughs> back, right, if you want to get America back, here's the charts. Just slap them up. Uh, I think you got GDP growth first. This is the, the measure of human welfare. Look at the far left. We start at six. Uh, back in the uh, 60s, 6% GDP growth. Look at the far right. You end up at 2022 down at 2% GDP growth after Obama and whatever, uh, you know, transforms America as you know it. Now we're at zero. Now we're in a recession. It's going to be harder than a soft landing. Uh, there is America for the last 50 years, a downward decline 
if you want to fix that, you got to get business back here. You got to get kids studying again instead of uh, doing pronoun studies and all this cultural junk. Uh, next chart. Uh, here, this is uh, roughly the same thing you're looking at. Look at the far left. Uh, this is productivity. This is what Ratner didn't show you is anything defined on the vertical axis. To go over to the left, there's productivity change, 6%, uh, which is almost perfectly aligned with 6% GDP growth on the last chart. Uh, that's, as Ratner said, that is right. Now look what's happened to labor productivity and real hourly wages, compensation, over time by the far right over there, you're back down to 1% or 2%. And now you're lower. And yep. Hang, go ahead, hang, hang on for a second. I'm going to hold you to the break. Here's, I want to get to yep, back to those two charts. Here's why. You want to see the managed decline of our country? Right. It's right, right. there. That's why yep. people look at the golden age of the 50s and the 60s after the war. You know, five and six percent. This is why my dad was able to on a uh, at, you know, he made white lower white collar in the 60s. But on a blue collar salary could have a family of five. And my mom was a stay home mom. Right. A house, a homemaker. America's golden age because you had explosive GDP and explosive productivity. That chart right there shows you the managed decline by our elites. And they want us to sign back up for it. I don't think so. This is why populism's on the rise. No more managed decline. Short break. Brett and Ronald McDaniel from the RNC next. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.